Chapter Four: The Puppet Master. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. How's the campaign going? Honestly, I've been so busy with just trying to keep afloat with them and doing all that I can do that I haven't really been campaigning hardly at all. What do you mean, keep afloat with them? Well, it seems as though everybody looks real nice in our meetings, but behind the scenes, it isn't always nice. And a lot of that communication flow that you are seeing is because I'm being relentless on them communicating. Relentless. So, um, not only that, but I have been trying to get out and talk to people and move forward with I I'm a horrible politician. I'm I'm a horrible politician. I'll tell you that right now. I'm the worst politician you'll ever meet. <laughs> Why do you say that? Cuz I don't like to lie to people. I don't like to finesse people. I don't like to have these intentions in front of your face but behind your back I have these intentions. I just I am who I am. I don't care about platforms. People ask me my platform all the time when I'm running for council, when I knock on doors, and I'm like, really don't have one because I don't know what issues are going to face us when it's time for me to make my vote or when it's time for me to open my mouth. Amber Bailey, the new council member who wrote to me asking for help. A few days before the city council election in November 2017, I called her to ask how things were going. Not surprisingly, she was having some problems with her opposition, Change North College Hill. I don't like even in our even in our our forum, our candidate forum, when I hear them talk about needing to have every seat on council and every seat in the administrative department, like all I think about are a bunch of dictators. It's sad. Dictators? Yeah. I mean, what group of people, let's just, let's just play this back a little bit. What group of people feels it's necessary to control the mayor's seat and have it in a city charter that they are allowed to confirm the appointment of a law director, a finance director, and a city administrator? What group of people really think that that is okay to have that much power to say, we want our hands in everything? And that part scares me because there are no checks and balances in that at all. And given their work ethic that I have seen for myself, I'm not comfortable living in a place where they rule everything at all. Mm -mm. If I don't get elected, mark my words right now, on the record, off the record, I don't care. If I don't get elected, I will still be at every meeting, and I will probably circulate petitions to get each and every single one of these people thrown off of our city council, and then I won't run. If you want to know the truth about it, like, I'm torn. If I win, awesome. I get to be that one voice that stands out that says, this isn't right. But I have to sit next to them for the next four years. If I lose, I lost, which sucks. I hate to lose. 
but great because I get to go back to being the resident in the stands that has the First Amendment and say whatever I want to. Yeah. With the recall, though, wouldn't you be taking their tactics to the next level on them? I mean, at what point does everything have to stop? At what point does it just have to decline from the hostility and personal grievances Mm -mm. that change was able to be so politically successful on? No, no, no. No, 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 no. If I get a successful recall of all of them, which is 15% of the votes, historically there's only been 600 people vote out of a city of 9,000, they cannot reappoint. That's the difference. Fresh new turnover. They cannot reappoint people. A successful recall means they're all gone. Everyone's gone. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so wait a minute. Um, (laughs) Yep. (laughs) If change is so politically shallow and such a small insular group of folks who doesn't really say what they want to do and then logically doesn't do anything once they get elected, why in the eight years since the first change candidates got elected have they come to within two seats of taking over the entire council. They are the masters at manipulation. And historically, in North College Hill, we don't get, I'm trying to be politically correct, but I can't. We don't get the young people to vote. We get old white senior citizens. We don't get the young black people. We don't get the old black people. We don't get or African-Americans, I'm sorry. We don't get the Asians, we don't get the Indians, we don't, I'm, shut up. She was talking to someone sitting next to her, not me. We don't get, nobody vote. Okay, you tell me this. In a city of 9,000, with 6,000 registered voters, why is the highest turnout for a city council member 687 votes? Well, I'm not arguing the point with you, but... Like 10 years ago, the population was 80% white and 20% black, and the Democrats had all the seats on the council. Now it's 50% black, 50% white in the city, and they're not Republican, but they're certainly not Democrats, and they're winning a lot. One thing I have discovered is that in North College Hill, things that seem shady can have reasonable explanations. Likewise, things with a reasonable explanation can turn out murky after all. Both sides hurl accusations, and both sides have answers to those accusations. In that sense, it's like any other relationship between two opposing political parties. Technically, Change NCH is not a party. As one of the founders, Nick Link, likes to say, they have Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. Instead, it's a political action committee whose purpose is to get candidates elected. Since 2009, Change has raised over $27,000 for their campaigns. In its first year, tons of people pitched in. Nearly 60 people contributed $7,000. It seemed like a movement, one which ended up giving Change NCH its first three council seats. Since then, the number of donors has dwindled. 
Fewer and fewer people gave more and more money. 60% of all their donations come from just seven people. But one man has put more money, time, and arguably thought into Change NCH than anyone else. And in his version, he did not manipulate people. He saved them from their government. This is Tear It Down. I think the one thing that I was most proud of back in those days was I kept every last ordinance uh, in my paperwork. And when it came time for there to be a question on uh, this, that, or the other thing, they would look over at my end of the table and I would be in the midst of rooting through to find the a piece of evidence that we would need to come up with this answer, that answer, or the other answer. This is Nick Link, one of the original founders of Change North College Hill. In the 1980s, he served three terms as a council member under Mayor Dan Brooks. I didn't have to make people wait around to get an answer if uh, a citizen or a member of council had a question about something. Uh, I usually could come up with the the necessary paperwork that would answer the question. For 35 years, Link was a middle school science teacher in a nearby school district, but his community involvement could fill up an entire page on a resume. Besides being a Democratic council member, he was the clerk of council, the auditor, a charter review commission member, and briefly, a campaign manager. But anyway, I ran a, a um, the 19... 19- I guess it was 91 campaign. And uh, at that particular time, the Democrats swept all 10 positions. Was there anything particularly appealing to you about the positions that you took? Or were you just happy to be involved with the city government in any way? And those are what was open. I I don't know. I'm, I kind of like to challenge. And, uh, and when I got a challenge, I, I kind of put my heart and soul into it and so I guess that was just liking a challenge I guess Change NCH we felt that that would be a a name that uh, could last forever because you know unless you're changing you're not getting better Uh, so we felt that would apply at all times no matter how how good you might think you're getting uh, you can always get better and so we like to change NCH. Right. I remember this being uh, 2008, 2009, Barack Obama's first year in office. Uh, the Tea Party was just starting up. So did any of that national context play a role in the branding and the organization of change? Uh, I don't think we spent one second in any of our campaign meetings talking about uh, President Obama or the Tea Party. Yeah. What was your personal vision for the group? Well, (laughs) uh, it's the same now as it was back then. Um, I guess you might say it's a, you know, I I wanted to, this sounds kind of corny, but I was hoping that we could get a kumbaya type 
situation going where we have people totally, you know, people of many, many different backgrounds of different ages, different genders, different different uh, racial makeup, uh, different religions, uh, uh, working together in, in harmony. Okay. So your vision was about process, not policy. Well, I mean, certainly... I mean, policy was important. We wanted, like I said, our whole idea was to have different ideas available um, rather than the same old ordinary or, or, uh, ideas that had been promulgated for for decades and decades by the same people being there all the time. Link is now 74 years old. He was very personable and could easily name to me all the people who had been part of running North College Hills government for the past three decades. He spoke about his friendships with a variety of Democrats, living and deceased, who had mentored him or worked alongside him. Granted, his memory wasn't perfect. He did not, for instance, remember at all being taken to court by Al Long in 2009. Case number 09CV11743 in Small Claims Court, Al Long versus Nick Link at all over $500. And the judgment was for the defendant, so apparently you won that case, even though you didn't know it existed. Um, so, so there hmm. you go. There's your court okay, case. I don't remember. I don't remember giving any uh, testimony, or I don't remember going to court. I don't remember any of that stuff. He did remember Al Long being unendorsed from the Change NCH ticket that year, and that someone from Change called Long's office after nasty comments appeared on their website. Although Link believes that Change was not actually trying to get him fired. In the Change NCH era, Nick Link was not a candidate. You could call him an advisor, a tutor, a bookkeeper, a donor, an organizer. But for people I talked to outside of the group, there was always a deep skepticism of how Change's council members decided what they were going to do. There is a larger group called Serve North College Hill, where Change recruits its candidates. Serve NCH does volunteer projects at the city senior center and occasional beautification work. They also hold monthly meetings where the group discusses what's happening in North College Hill. The concern from outsiders has two parts. First, if a majority of council members, known as a quorum, is together someplace, that can be dangerous territory. If they start deciding how they will act on city business, that's a council meeting. If it isn't advertised and open to the public, it's illegal. I never found any evidence that this was happening with the Change NCH council members, despite a lot of grumbling about the serve meetings. But other people familiar with local government told me that it's simply best to avoid having those council members in the same room to begin with. Better safe than sorry. The second suspicion aimed at Change NCH was not where council members might be making decisions, but who was making decisions for them. The accusation was that suddenly, in a council meeting, all Change NCH members would be on the same page about some issue. Sometimes it was true, and I saw it for myself. Other times, the council members would be divided on what to do. So, that is another difficult allegation to prove. 
But for those who were convinced that someone was orchestrating the council members, all fingers pointed to Nick Link. People always con uh, con uh, confuse me as being a, a puppet master, and uh, I've told you that before too, I think. And um, I don't think you used think the word puppet master, though. Okay. Well, I think I told you the, the uh, story about Mark Fitzgerald and taking me behind closed doors and trying to slam doors. No, no. No? Oh, okay. Well, uh, that was the first thing he said. First of all, he, uh, he invited me very brusquely to join him uh, in the room that's adjacent to council chambers. Uh, I was at a meeting. He happened to be there, too. And I could tell he was ticked. And so he motioned me to come and follow him behind uh, behind the door, you know, in the little antechamber there next to city council. I did. Uh, as soon as I got got inside, he, he tried to take, he took the door and tried to slam it as far, as hard as he possibly could uh, to make the most noise possible, I guess, to get attention. And uh, I caught the door uh, before it could slam. So he, he, he couldn't get that part of it done. I spoke with multiple people who were in the room when this confrontation happened between Nick Link and City Administrator Mark Fitzgerald. No one could remember exactly what was said. Some of them could barely pinpoint the year. The only thing they could recall was one word that Fitzgerald hurled at Link. Puppet master. And then the first thing he said was, he, he called me a, a puppeteer or a puppet master or whatever the case might be, but it was uh, in terms of me manipulating everything uh, that our, our members of city council uh, were doing. And I'm a bad guy and this, that, and the other thing. And uh, I said, you don't know our people very well because our people um, have minds of their own. And uh, I give my opinions, and if uh, at meetings that we might have, and if they agree with them, fine, but uh, I'd say half the time they don't. Uh, and we go from there. Um, but he was he was using foul language. Uh, by that time, the door was closed. And so as soon as he really started to do that, I opened the door again and invited everybody to come over and uh, listen to... Uh, their city manager uh, cursing me. Uh, of course, he stopped then. And uh, okay, okay. And do you remember what prompted him to take you aside? Was there anything in the previous days or weeks that might have triggered that? If there were uh, things like that that happened more recently, I I, I don't recall them. Uh, I I don't think it was anything specifically out of the ordinary. Uh, I think it was just a general rant. That Puppet Master incident took place in March 2014, the day the Change NCH Council voted down Mark Fitzgerald's proposed contract with XPEX. You, 
you mentioned that Serve North College Hill was started because you wanted to be active in the community more than just around an election cycle. Did it cross your mind that if you did have your candidates and the group associated with the candidates doing these service projects, that would increase name recognition and visibility when it did come time for people to vote? I don't, uh, you know, quite frankly, I don't think that was our concern at all. Um, it, I think we probably, over the period, over a period of time, uh, realized that perhaps that might be that might be beneficial, but that wasn't the reason why we did it. Uh, if people saw what we were doing, uh, fine and dandy. That was a benefit also to us. But if they didn't, that was no big deal either. I mean, most of the stuff we did was behind closed doors, uh, or doing them without any recognition whatsoever. I mean, uh, nobody ever saw my wife uh, sitting in a hallway in the elementary school working with two or three kids because they were behind in their reading ability. Uh, nobody ever saw me stack books in the, in the library in order to get the, the, the very brand new library off, you know, off its feet. Nobody ever saw us doing our painting project at the senior center those kinds of things, um, but we did them anyway, without regard to any pictures in the paper or stuff like that. We that just wasn't our way of thinking. Is Serve NCH a nonprofit? We 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 are not a what do you call that uh, something something three C or something uh, whatever five hundred one three C five hundred one three C. We're not. We don't have that because we don't feel like. Uh, having to do even more paperwork and uh, reporting to the government every year to maintain that status. So we we give up the opportunity, and maybe maybe we have fewer people donate to our our cause because we're not a 5013C and they can't claim us as a deduction. But uh, we don't care. We uh, we do our thing, and uh, and we don't have to report to anybody. So you were the auditor, and that obviously included keeping reports, and you also told me that you were proud when you were a council member to keep all of the ordinances organized, so if someone had a question, you could answer right then just by looking down to your documents. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Serve North College Hill, you told me we don't have 501c3 status because we don't feel like having to do even more paperwork and reporting to the government to maintain that status. So I'm having a hard time understanding how someone who is proficient with record keeping is dismissive of making serve a nonprofit because it means doing paperwork. Yeah, well, um, I'm lazy now, (laughs) quite frankly. I mean, I'm retired. I was being paid to do what I did. Quite frankly, I'm not being paid anymore. Nick Link and I talked for over six hours about change, serve, money, volunteering, personalities, accomplishments, and feelings. I guess I was surprised at how open he was, not just about what he did and why he did it, but also an openness to at least considering things from his critics' point of view. Do you think there is anyone affiliated with change who either intentionally or perhaps unaware of what they were doing 
overstepped and caused anyone to feel harassed? I don't think so. I mean, especially the people that we've had over the past couple of years. Um, I mean, you can make some suggestions of people who maybe you might have seen on camera uh, as questioning some things or uh, otherwise that you considered to be contentious. Uh, but I can't think of anybody who has been really nasty. There's nobody who's been like that. I, I think. May I, I think, suggest something? Okay, sure. What we were talking about earlier with the XPEX contract, where there was no opposition on the first and second reading, mm -hmm. but tons of opposition on the third reading. And we saw that again with the finance director mm -hmm. in 2015. The administration entered into a contract for a certain amount. And then the third reading of the budget, after council learned that amount, they slashed the salary to $50,000, seemingly in response to the person who was chosen. And while I would not say that was bullying or name-calling, mm -hmm. it is the kind of legislative chipping away at people that I think Amy Bancroft and Mark Fitzgerald experienced a lot of. And I'm sure the council felt justified and they were within the charter, which I agree with, but it's the kind of undermining of an administration that could cause people to get emotional. Would you agree with that? It could. I can see where some people might get emo emotional over something like that. Uh, uh, but if, you've, if you only knew how, how long the shoe was on the other foot and I'm not trying to minimize any potential guilt that might might be uh, justifiably put on one group or the other just because they've had to endure so much uh, in the past but um, try to put yourself in the feet of of people who maybe not had not been given very much information about stuff and had no other recourse to make things right other than to do it legislatively um, because the other the other party or parties were not in the mood of listening so uh, there's always two sides to every story and now you're hearing another side I asked him about his vision for Change NCH. What was the platform? What were the policies? I remembered how Amber Bailey told me she didn't really have a platform, so I was genuinely curious about how the other side saw their own ideas. I guess it's not so much what my ideas were or uh, the ideas of people, you know, the ideas that I had are were kind of nebulous so i mean it, as far as policies and things like that are concerned i think philosophy is a better way of putting it we just had certain basic philosophies and the policies would flow from that philosophy i want the group to be composed of people who are not listening just to one person and then rubber stamping anything that one person said 
Nick, I understand what you're saying. And I've talked to a lot of people in North College Hill who see what Change NCH has done over the past several years. And I've asked people, you know, what is it that change wants to accomplish? And all of them are very confused by that. They don't see change as having a real goal other than opposing the ideas of Dan Brooks. And you alluded to that a little bit. You called your own ideas nebulous, and and I appreciate you telling me that. But I think to those people, and to me, after hearing that and, and seeing that, it does appear that if you don't have any ideas, it's just an anti-Dan Brooks party. And then that leads itself to getting more personal than politics might otherwise be if it's based on ideas. Uh, are you sensitive to that perception of change? Well, I'm sensitive to the uh, that description of change, MCH. Uh, negatively sensitive, obviously. Uh, I mean, we, first of all, we have a, a website, and in that website, we specifically uh, went down the line and we said specifically what we wanted to do, what we intended to do if, if we were elected. Uh, and seemingly, they, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know who you're speaking with, but uh, all I can say is, obviously, there's a lot of people who seem to like what we were saying. Otherwise, how could we have come up with a six to one and then five to two majority on city council out of nowhere? But that's, you know, for what you're saying, what you're saying does sound specifically like what the supporters of um, the group that was on the other side of the ballot, I guess you might say. That's what those that's what those people try to get people to think. All we want to do is say no, but that's not it. We're giving, we gave time and time again. For example, there's a situation uh, having to do with the building that we got from the school district. And we, we, we traded them some land so they could expand parking and what have you. And they gave us this dilap, not I don't want to say dilapidated. That's all. That goes overboard a little bit too much. But Nick Link began uh, talking about how the city could not afford the city center building, and how the administration is, in his opinion, underfunding public safety. We have uh, told people what we want to do. Seemingly, a lot of people listen because we get our people elected. And uh, like I said before, I think the people that you're talking to, who said what you just said, they said. are the naysayers in reverse. What you just said now, quoting the city center, the spending on the fire department, the police department, it sounds like what you're conveying to me is that Change NCH was a party opposed to poor administration of the city. Am I wrong? Well, that's not the only thing that we are, but that is a correct... We... we we felt that the administration was not using money properly. Uh, it was not using the money for which it was intended. Uh, and so, so you did sound a little aggravated hearing that people characterize change NCH as simply 
the party of opposition. So if change had won the mayor's office in 2015 and they had a majority on council, how would the city administration look different today? What would they have accomplished, do you think, that would have been different from what we have seen over the past three years? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing for sure is that um, and, and one of the bad things about having uh, new council people, and that is they're not fully in, in, uh, in understanding with what can be done and what can't be done. Um, and I'm not sure what's happening behind the scenes uh, relative to city, relative to certain administrative offices within the city. I don't know if those people are just taking money and using it any way they want to, uh, or if they are uh, bamboozling uh, members of city council or its its finance um, committee into without explanation into why this money is going there and that money is going somewhere else. Uh, well, wait, when you were part of the administration, was anything going on with the city council then, the, the bamboozling? Uh, well, I had the benefit of having been on city council for a number of years, uh, so I knew how that kind of stuff could work. And I think I might have told you the story already about a former auditor wanting to spend $70,000 uh, as a member of city council. Uh, by appropriating it to the the auditors or the Link described to me an episode from when he was auditor about how one member of council, George Snyder, suggested that the city buy expensive new accounting software that Link thought was unnecessary. The council ended up appropriating money for it, and Link refused to spend it. Was he on council at the time, George Snyder? Yes, he was. Okay, so that wasn't an example of the staff coming to persuade council. That was a council member who had prior expertise making the case to his colleagues. That's correct, yes. Okay. Okay, but I I cut you off. You were talking about how staff could uh, persuade the city council one way or the other, so you're not sure what a new council or new administration can do to carry out its goals. Uh, Can you pick up there? Well, I think it's it's not so much what the staff is saying, it's what they're not saying. And uh, because members of council are relatively uh, without a whole lot of, um, and you know, I'm, I'm pro- you're probably going to say, well, it, you sound like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth, because yes, we do have new members of council, but you have to have new members if you're going, if, you know, if you're ever going to get new ideas. Um, so, but but the one thing about new members is they don't have a lot of experience in uh, addressing appropriations ordinances and things like that. They don't know what to look for. Uh, uh, sure, uh, I, I understand where you're going with the, the complexity of the finances. My original question, though, was supposing that the mayor was a change NCH person, therefore he would have control over the administration. So going back to the original question, supposing that were the case after the 2015 election, what would you have expected to get through that was a new idea, that was a new approach that would have made the city better? Well, number one, uh, we would have put a stop to 
having money transferred from the fire equipment fund into uh, the general fund. Uh, and we would have made sure that the amount of money that is appropriated from the general fund for fire department general fund usages would not go down. Nick Lincoln and I covered the concerns he had with the city how he felt the fire department was underfunded, how the city wanted to spend money unwisely over the years on things like a Civil War reenactment. Those are political issues, so there is no right or wrong point of view. But the subtext is that Link did not trust the financial management of his city. The salaries for the city administrator and the finance director are one example of that. But then I looked at the audits the state of Ohio does for North College Hill. The reports are highly problematic. Every single year, the auditor finds problems with the city's books. Hundreds of thousands of dollars are misreported year after year. The city spent more money than council appropriated. One year, it even failed to give Hamilton County the legally required budget documents. That happened when Nick Link was auditor. Something that change NCH council members say publicly is that things have been done the wrong way in the city for a long time. It's hard to disagree when the state of Ohio says it in black and white to you for over a decade. But surprisingly, Nick Link believes that Dan Brooks, for much of his term in office, was the best mayor the city ever had. And for all the problems Change NCH would later have with Dan Brooks's choice of city administrator, Link said that actually the creation of that position was exactly what made Brooks the best mayor. For the first 15 years of his uh, terms of office was the best mayor that North College Hill ever had uh, because of that one decision and uh, it kind of opened up a way for him to be able to to do a lot of things for the city. For three years, Councilmember Shauna O'Shea's lawsuit against North College Hill and Mark Fitzgerald dragged on. Remember, the state pension agency and the auditor did not take disciplinary action for the salary. But one reason the suit kept going was because the city got unlucky in the person assigned to oversee the case, the appropriately named Judge Ruleman. Robert Ruleman was a bit of a controversial figure in Hamilton County. Twice in 2016, the Ohio Supreme Court overruled him for inappropriate handling of cases. When the defendants in the O'Shea lawsuit moved to dismiss, Judge Ruleman denied them. In December 2016, Shauna O'Shea's lawyers sent a braggadocious letter to the city. We have no doubt that we will win a trial, they said. We will likely bankrupt Mark Fitzgerald and the city of North College Hill. Mark Fitzgerald's career in political administration will be over, as will the political career of any North College Hill politician who is tarred with the Fitzgerald fraud brush.
Earlier that year, the council attempted to pass Ordinance 6. It was written by Change Council member Renee Stiles and would have done two things. First, it would have set salary levels for city employees. And second, it contained nine pages of HR policy, talking about everything from sick leave to mileage reimbursement to military leave. But at the February 16th council meeting, two strange things occurred. Number one, Renee Stiles, who was one of the loudest voices about keeping salaries as low as possible, said about the finance director, I am actually going to ask that that annual salary be taken under consideration to increase it. Um, The 55,000 is not, um, it's kind of low, but I do want to somehow put some consideration into actually increasing it even more than 55. Number two, Shauna O'Shea for years on council complained loudly about ordinances not getting a full three readings in meetings. And I just, I feel like we're doing our citizens an injustice. It's first, second, third readings are there for a reason. There's a reason why we have first, second, and third readings. There's a reason why we have second and third readings, and that is so everyone, the citizens, can, if they want. And it is for one, two, and three readings, and there is information in there, direction in there, for a reason. Um, And I would like to continue to follow that charter, considering that is what we have in place. But now... I just feel like we are dragging our feet for something that is majorly important to this city. She was fully behind suspending readings to pass Ordinance 6. For nearly two hours, the council floundered, not being able to pass it or even agree on what needed fixing. But the thing that irritates me the most is the fact that we've had this for quite some time. And everyone has had the opportunity to look over this ordinance. And I'm sorry, we sat in a meeting on Thursday. And again, I'm not, I don't point fingers, but Mr. Hartzell, you were at that meeting. You didn't ask any questions. We actually even asked you, Mr. Hartzell, is this okay? Is there anything that you want to change? And you said nothing. At one point, the issue of getting a second legal opinion on Ordinance 6 came up. Shauna O'Shea defended the opinion of the city's law director, William Dieters, that the ordinance was fine. Change Council member James Dewald backed her up, sort of. We pay Mr. Dieters $32,000 for his opinion. And I was willing to accept that, his opinion on Ordinance 6 for what the city pays him. So, I agree with Mrs. O'Shea. I, I, you might not always believe what the law director or the mayor or the city manager is telling you. At, at some point, you've got to realize maybe they, at times they are telling you the truth and you've got to get it into your head that I believe this, you know. <laughs> Council yeah. member Mary Jo Zorb jumped in. So should I flip a coin to find out when I believe them and when I don't? Well, opinions can be changed, and at that time, my opinion changed in favor of what he was telling me. In other times, I might not believe what he's telling me. That doesn't mean if someone's a liar or you think he's a liar all the time. Sometimes he might be telling the truth. Yeah. I guess, I'm sorry, Mr. President. That's okay. I guess when, if you're looking, if you, if you just take Ordinance 6 
for what it is, what reason would he have to lie about Ordinance 6? Considering if he did lie about Ordinance 6, then any one of these people could sue because of misrepresentation, I guess, if we misrepresented Ordinance 6. So I, I, I don't know why he would lie about anything that's in here. So his job, I guess, would be on the line if he didn't even bother to look at this and said, yeah, it looks good, and just sent it to us. So I don't understand. In my, in my line of thinking, I don't understand why he would, what would, his, what would be his gain to not say that this was a good document. I thought he told us that litigation was above and beyond that 32. I believe you're correct. So that could potentially be motivation. To be clear, one council member just suggested that the city's lawyer is a liar only some of the time. And another council member theorized that he might deliberately mislead the council into a lawsuit so he could get more money from the city. This was wildly inappropriate and should have been called out, but to my knowledge, it wasn't. Four months later, there was suddenly a fresh crisis. The new finance director needed a salary ordinance, and Councilmember O'Shea had discovered a section of the charter that mentioned amending or repealing ordinances. She tried to persuade council members that they needed to repeal any other ordinances that had ever mentioned a finance director's salary, and that some broad repeal language from law director Bill Dieters simply wasn't enough. When I joined council, like being a first-time parent, no one gives you a guide on how to do things when you become a council member. It's trial and error. And what I have learned in the past probably six months is we do a lot of things incorrectly. And I think our law director did us a terrible injustice by writing this and not doing what he has been paid to do. I don't even think he has no idea what Ordinance 26, 2012 says. I don't think he has any idea what our charter says. Council member Susan Whitlesbach asked O'Shea whether she still trusted the law director. Ms. O'Shea, you've stated several times this year that we should trust our law director. No, 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 no. I don't think we should trust our law director. This time, Dieters heard about it, and at the July 5th meeting, he showed up, stood at the lectern, and barely hid his disdain for the way Shauna O'Shea had interpreted the charter without specifically naming her. Uh, One of the things you were discussing that evening, and I I wish I would have been here because you had a a lengthy discussion that went about a million different directions as, as it related to Section 906 of the charter, I think you were misled by a council person, and I think you're maybe misled by some people in the audience. But quickly, it got personal on a level that is far outside the norm, even for North College Hill. If you got a problem with me, anyone on council, I mean, first of all, tell me when I lied to you because you said you can't trust me. Ms. O'Shea, could you answer that question when I lied to you? I'm sorry, I was writing something. What did you say? Well, do you remember the comments you made regarding your law director at the last council meeting? Do you recall them? Or were you just another one of your little fits of rage where you don't remember what happened? Um, no, I said I do not trust you. No, well, I'm when have definitely. I ever lied to you? 
I don't know if I said that you did not lie. No, you said you, you can't lied. trust him. You, you well, I d- me a liar. You call me everything but a horse thief, basically. We are all entitled to our opinion. You know, you're entitled to back your opinion up when you stand in front of the public on television and make defamatory comments about people in this city, whether it's an employee or anyone I else. did not defame you. I said I don't trust you, that I don't trust you. That is my... You said you didn't trust me, and you said Correct. about something I just mentioned about Section 906 of their charter that I just politely, at the beginning of this meeting, informed you that you were absolutely dead wrong, and you misled this entire council and sent them down a road for an hour that was unnecessary. Well, so I, next, time, next time you want to give council legal advice, I'd ask to find out where your law degree is and where it is, and then and if you have a problem with something I've done or trust or something you don't trust me about, then I would pr- prefer you to bring it in the open because what have I done to ever lie or mislead this, the city council? I would have to go back and look at what I actually said to in order to answer that question again. Well, I'm sure there's you. some people in the room that remember it better than I did that were here. Well, Do you want to ask them? No, I don't, because I want to see it for myself. Well, are you going to say here now to me that you're going to deny that you said defamatory and, and disparaging no, comments? No, because I, I don't me? remember exactly what I said. I do, remember, I do remember saying I do not trust you. I do remember that. I, okay, so then I'm asking you why you don't remember that then. You said you remember. You said you remember. Why, why, don't, why don't you trust me then? There are reasons outside of this council on why I don't trust you. Oh, you're talking about the lawsuit that you followed against the city? Is that what you're talking about? The lawsuit to recover $40,000 at the last demand from the attorneys was over $250,000 in attorney's fees. It's going to cost the taxpayers of the city. Is that the one you're talking about? Because if you're saying that you don't trust me because of that lawsuit, then you are definitely crossing the line because that has nothing to do with your role of counsel or my advice to you as your attorney. I've said enough. I think you get my point. I don't know what it is with people that stand at that desk and state their piece and then walk away and don't let me state my piece. You say what you need to say and you can't even remember saying it. At least I, I, at least I, hold, I, I stand by my comments. I'm standing by my comment. I said I didn't trust you. That was my comment. Then, then what does specifically it have to do? With I don't have anything remember? specific, and I don't have to give you anything oh, specific so you by saying I don't trust you. I never tell- called you a liar. Never once did the words come out of my mouth that Mr. Dieters is a liar. Never once. And if we, if you want to sit here and 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 replay that to me, and 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 it says Mr. Dieters is a liar, then I will stand up and apologize to all of my council members and, to, and on public television. Typically when you say you don't apologize. trust somebody, that's inferring that they've no, lied to you or they've intentionally no, misled not. you. Absolutely so, not. So then tell me what Absolutely you... Absolutely not. My children... I do not trust my children when they were teenagers. That does not mean they lied to me. I know they're teenagers and I know they're going to do things wrong. I didn't trust them as teenagers. That doesn't mean they liked me. You should me. really it just think means about your analogies because when you say you don't trust someone, that means you think they're not being truthful to you or they're not going to tell you the that truth. That doesn't mean they lied to me. It means you're, you're, you're They could have been sneaking out are. at night. I didn't trust them. You don't trust them to follow the rules. You don't trust them to do what was necessary. You don't trust them for me to give you advice, which is accurate. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying. No. 
that's not what I'm saying. You're putting words in my mouth right okay, now. Okay, so so I, I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth. You don't want to ask me to come back up here. I would have been done. No. So now you're gonna get it from me a little. Bit. No, here, I'm right not. Here. I don't want to get no, it. From no, no, I'm not gonna. Not I'm not gonna. About. I'm not gonna let you throw. I'm not gonna let you throw another temper tantrum and get your way. You're gonna listen to what I'm saying. Why did you allow that to continue? So I, if you look at the handicaps that were placed on me by that council through the council rules, um, an exchange between a uh, city council person and a member of the administration is not something that has a time limit. The Democratic council president at the time, Sean Feeney. So I allowed that to continue because that's the working of the government, right? Those branches need to communicate. Um, so I, if, if they had put something in there that said, hey, all comments kind of intergovernmental has to have a time limit, then I would have abided by it. But I didn't have any requirement to in that case. I, I have to... I have to be skeptical of that. I mean, I've watched three years of your council meetings and the council meetings of many other cities around the world, and I have a hard time coming up with another council president who would have allowed that bad behavior to snowball. And it's one of several instances. Kathy Riga allowed it. Tracy Nichols allowed it, at least initially. And I think that any reasonable interpretation of you know, Robert's rules or any other. We didn't, we didn't follow Robert's rules of order. That was one of the explicit things in that, that at that time, those council rules they had is we did not follow Robert's rules of order. They had taken bits and pieces out of it and put it into those rules, but we explicitly didn't follow it. But you know, if you were concerned about the image of the city, wouldn't it have behooved you to say, gentlemen, ladies, please take any personal differences outside the council chamber this is not related to any of the legislation we're considering and it's clearly inappropriate for a public meeting did it ever occur to you to say that i would say i was treating that night uh when he got up i was treating that as part of his uh law director report um and i generally don't you know moderate the the reports of the administration so no, <laughs> I was not going to stop that exchange. Um, it, it didn't make sense to. My reaction to the confrontation by the law director was that it was inappropriate, juvenile, and highly unprofessional. I also found it unprofessional for that to be allowed to happen for nearly five minutes. Temper tantrum? Fits of rage? I don't know any employee of a city who would disrespect their bosses like that. Nor do I know any council president who would sit on their hands while a meeting melted down in front of them. The council rules, by the way, do allow the president to maintain decorum. So, blaming the rules is no excuse. And if Bill Dieters was so concerned about being called a liar, why did he say nothing four months earlier, when one council member actually called him a liar? As with many things, I am less convinced that it was about what Shauna O'Shea said, and had more to do with what she was suing the city for. I don't agree with how 
sometimes Miss O'Shea would express her feelings for the law director publicly. Tracy Nichols, one of the council members. Do I believe that because he felt publicly insulted, he wanted to publicly insult her? I do. I can't say I agree with it, how it was done. I think it was done on both ends out of anger. And I don't think that that is the format or the place to do it. Um, It's almost like you dislike your boss, but you can't publicly say it. If you were president, would you have cut that off way before five minutes? I may have. Yes, when I when when you when I sit and I think about it and I see that Miss O'Shea, I don't think it took her off guard. But then again, sometimes they don't listen. You can gavel, you can say, cut it out. They will not. If they want to get their point across, it does not matter because it's not going to get anywhere. You don't like me, I don't like you. We're not going to keep having a shouting match here. I mean, and you see that. And sometimes I do think it's, okay, let's get it out. For him, he came to say, you know, you said you didn't like me, you didn't trust me, tell me why. I can't say why she didn't outright answer the question. Did you feel bad for either of them in that scenario? Honestly, no. She said it publicly. He wanted a public answer. Now, again, I do not agree. I think that he did it to publicly embarrass her. And I could be wrong. But when she says that she didn't trust him, that was said regularly and often. Ambushing someone is easy, perhaps necessary, when you don't trust them. And it meant that for North College Hill's newly elected mayor, the first day of her term was rocked by one of the biggest ambushes possible. The days of slavery are over. The days of slavery are over. Next time. Please support Tear It Down by supporting our sponsor, Rhyming Regards. Stand out above the crowd with some well-crafted words. Thank yous, invitations, coasters, and toasts. Send your next greeting card with a healthy dose of Rhyming Regards. Browse existing designs starting at $1.39 or have the team custom create one for you. Visit RhymingRegards.com for more information.